I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I have a feeling that I'm going to be remembering tomorrow for a very long time. Let me grab my seat here in my comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair, and I'll tell you about it. Once upon a time, long time ago, so long ago as a matter of fact, that it was during the original reign of the Louie Louie generation. Our theme song, Louie Louie, was all over the radio. You could hear it anytime you wanted. And my lady wonder wench gave me a wonderful yesterday to remember. It was one night when we were first dating. She was driving and we were going along the highway and we came up to a toll booth. It was late and she had on shorts and a slightly sexy top, which on her is anything less than an iron shirt. Not ironed, iron. heard her voice and the rest of her looks just like she sounds. So we came to this toll booth and she looked up at the toll taker. It was a young guy with a heavy metal station playing in the booth and she smiled sweetly and she said, why, you look so lonely. <laughs> I thought, I thought he was going to drop his eyes, his teeth and his badge. You could hear his glands crashing into each other. His tattoos were shaking when he handed her some change, and she just smiled again and we were off. She did that kind of thing all the time. She created testosterone tsunamis wherever she went. She still does. The women in my family all like driving. Another yesterday that I remember is one summer when I lent my mother my car. I was a little terrified because mom's idea of driving was to point the car where she wanted to go and hit the gas pedal. <laughs> she wanted to use my car to drive to the beach and generally run around a little. Mom was about 83 at the time, but she was very healthy and bright and alert, but she had to sit on a pillow to see out over the dashboard. And I was kind of worried about it. You know, but what can you say to your mother when she says, will you please lend me your car? <laughs> I think I said, the brakes are bad. She said, I'll get them fixed. I said, that, that's too expensive. I'll get them fixed in a week or so. And she had heard lots of uh, the check is in the mail stories like that. So she said, well, I guess I'll just have to rent one. You know, one of those old ones that don't run very well because that's all I can afford. <laughs> so mom got the car. When I gave her the keys, she said, thanks. Then she smiled. She opened the door. She got in. She pointed the car toward the beach. <laughs> and she laid down rubber. Sticks to tails, some absolutely unimportant stuff for you to stuff into one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's been keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. If your tongue were as long as a nectar bat's, proportionately speaking, 
you would be able to lick your own toes. <laughs> Not that you would. I mean, you, know, you, you probably have people who do that for you. It's a little kinky. There is a type of bird called a buttwink, probably named for what it does when it flies over your newly waxed car. And they have finally figured out what is wrong with kids today, and they have issued a warning that should fix it all. There's now a warning label on children's strollers that says, quote, remove child before folding. <laughs> Text details. They take your mind off your mind. She is sleeping comfortably on the couch across the living room right now, my lady wonder wench. She hasn't been feeling well, and she's had some bad news today. But she's beautiful. She is my own personal testosterone tsunami. She always turns things around. I was giving her a back rub a while ago to help her relax. And because she knew I was hurting, because I knew she was hurting. You know, it was one of those things. And, and she started trying to make me feel better. As I said, she's a beautiful Louis Louis generation lady. And she reminded me of one of Big Louie's best sayings. You can never tell when something wonderful is going to happen. Then she started to sing. And she hasn't actually sung out loud since before her accident a few years ago. But she actually started singing a song about watching for something wonderful. Tomorrow. Remember that song? Tomorrow. She was singing kind of quietly, but she was singing out loud. And then she took a deep breath, and she smiled, and she just fell asleep in my arms. How did I get this lucky? Here's something new. We're going to call it Man Mouth versus Woman Words. Was it a man or a woman who made this statement? Quote, Sex is the biggest nothing of all time. As an actual quote, was it said by a man or by a woman? Man mouth or woman words? Something new. Drop me an email, okay? Dick at DickSummer.com is the address. I'll give you the answer on the next podcast, and I may give you a sneak, quickie-dicky preview during the week on the blog at www.DickSummer.com slash DSBlog. We'll see if men or women are better at our new game. Man mouth versus woman words. So the statement again, sex is the biggest nothing of all time. Was that said by a man or was it said by a woman? Speaking of driving, even some road signs remind me of my lady wonder wench. Soft shoulders, slippery when wet. And my favorite, because her more militant friends hate it, yield. <laughs> Speaking of things feminists hate, even Big Louie, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, will sometimes admit some guys need to calm down a little bit. He says, you may be getting too hormonal if your erogenous zone is any soft surface, guys, or if you are frequently having sex even when you don't need it, or your morning after regrets are mostly that you didn't have it more, or maybe you have stashed a lover on company property like in your desk drawer. <laughs> Ask yourself, does your lovemaking make your contact lenses steam up even in August? Is that what's happening to you, buddy? Have you been asked to move because your bed has been capsizing and you're bothering the people downstairs? Or 
have you had the opposite problem? If that's the case, if things have been a little bit droopy, Big Louie has some hints for better lovemaking. First of all, never ask, how was I in the middle of lovemaking? You'll get some nasty answers. Also, wait until your lover has come to a complete stop before getting up and ordering a pizza. It's known as the flight attendant rule. (laughs) And remember to uh, return your lover to the upright position. And also, if your partner calls your name in a moment of passion, please don't say, what do you want now? (laughs) And last but not least, if your partner asks to see you again, don't show off by whipping out your pocket appointment book and thumbing through a few pages before your answer. Kind of hard to believe, but you know some guys actually do stuff like that so they can look macho. Mostly guys like that are what I call in my book, staying happy, healthy, and hot, pimple people. Some people just call them loudmouths. Louie Louie generation guys aren't really like that. We tend to be happy, powerful, and quiet, you know? But lots of people mistake happy, quiet, powerful men for weaklings, especially when it comes to love. There's a story from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD about a quiet guy who's finding out the hard way that if love is the answer, they may never have been a harder question. Sometimes it seems like it was only yesterday that you come to some absolutely, positively right conclusion that the situation is not going to work. You may as well get out while the getting out is good. And sometimes in the middle of a night, you just sit there and you keep listening for a smile. In the middle of the night, there's no light. There's no light outside, and there's no light inside. So you can't see a smile. Maybe if you listen closely enough, you can hear it. <laughs> Almost seems like a silly concept, but if you've been through it, if you've been through it too, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I miss you. I miss lying on newly green May warm grass with you and licking strawberry ice cream from our fingers because we forgot to bring spoons. I miss you waking up afraid in thunderstorms. Your smile under closed eyes when your hand sneaks into mine. I miss the natural scent of you between clean sheets and finding strands of your hair curled into question marks on my sleeve as if you were still there asking do you love me I miss the little things that you could do for yourself opening jars and killing spiders for you 
I miss the clenching and caressing of making love with you. The way you smile when we read poetry together. There was a time when you made me feel that you breathe because I wanted you to. There was a time I believed in yesterday. But I miss you too much for that. Because yesterday never comes again. from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and check out the Bedtime Stories icon on the homepage. Some of you have probably figured out that I was the guy in that Bedtime Story, and that's true. You know, I felt like I was running out of time with my lady. It was a lot of yesterdays ago, and, and I almost gave up all those yesterdays ago because... It's true that yesterdays never do come again. But you know, ever since I met her, every time I've been about to give up, I can hear her reminding me that you never can tell when something wonderful is going to happen, even if it takes years after a terrible accident. Tomorrow, tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. It's only a day away. Okay, time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.